I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. DJ Manny. Manny. Yo. Scoop B Radio. You know what's official if Barry Bond said, yo. The best in the business. That's word of Scoop. You either tuning in or reading the word from Scoop. He give you the business. He show you the proof. If Scoop B said, you know it's the truth. Sports and entertainment. He give you the mix. Some of the biggest interviews, he gave you the fix. On iTunes, the number one podcast, the joint and the journalist, the GOAT, so why ask? Watch out, watch out. about it? If he naming them, scoopy.com, do numbers like Chamberlain. Pin game is a gift, got the gift to gab. If he say it is gospel, it's as simple as that. Now pay attention and you can see the way it go. Enough of this talking. This is Scoopy Radio. You're listening to Scoop Radio. Get on his Instagram now. At Follow Scoop him. B. At Scoop B. Follow him. Yes, sir. You're listening to Scoopy Radio with Brendan Robinson. Scoopy Radio. Scoopy Radio. You hear Playing on the train everywhere. You need to be. I am Brandon Scoopy Robinson. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Scoopy. Instagram and Snapchat at Scoop underscore B. And make sure most importantly that you subscribe to the Scoopy Radio podcast available on all streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, App, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or simply by visiting ScoopyRadio.com. We average anywhere from 2 to 3 million streams annually. And one of the reasons why is because we have newsmakers at every stop, no different here. As we got my main man, uh, two-time NBA champion Vernon Maxwell on the line. Mad Max. Welcome. Hey, what's up, Scoop? <laughs> man, I'm doing good. How are you feeling in this COVID? Oh, uh, man, it's crazy out here right now, man. I mean, it's just, it's so crazy. I just, you know, I just try to stay at my place and, you know, and interact with my kids, my family, man, and just stay out of the way, man, because it's crazy right now, man. It's scary. It is scary. What did tell me something? You, um... I ask this with everybody who comes Scoop on. B Radio. What are three things that you've learned about yourself being quarantined? Oh, man. Shit. Uh, I hate being by myself. Uh, <laughs> you know, because I ain't got nobody. So I hate being by myself. Uh, what else? Uh, man. Um, 
not liking the, you know, the cook all the time and everything closing down early. That's what I do. Three things I hate man most. <laughs> that sounds pretty normal. I think uh, I think COVID is probably around the time where people are are really taking inventory and friends, family, and just business and who's really important. And the fact that you were so honest, I, I, I'm thankful for that because um, I genuinely think um, we've been trying, I've been trying to get this interview with you for the last three years. And one of the things that I find interesting about you is in today's NBA, we really lack a guy that's really honest um, and, and to the core honest. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anybody in, the NBA, in today's NBA that reminds you of you or is close to you personality-wise? Well, probably, oh, my goodness. Um, I would say probably Patrick Beverly more, yeah. Why? That's more like me. Yeah, he's more like, yeah, Patrick Beverly. Why? Yeah, because just the tenacity that, the energy, bringing it every night, um, just agitator, ag- a- a- I mean, aggravator, agitator, you know what I mean? Just, I mean, always doing some shit, you know, always in the middle of something. The lowest man on the floor always got some shit going on. And that's how I kind of played like that, you know what I mean? I was, I was, I was, you know, like I used to say, well, damn, why your life always saying some shit? <laughs> You know, I tell them the floor with all them big boys. Yeah, because, I mean, shit, I ain't no other way to play. That's who I play. So. Do you like the Clippers this year? Do you think that they stand a chance against the Lakers in the Western Conference? Well, I like the Clippers, you know what I mean? I mean, they're, they're, they have a they have a legit chance. Scoop B But the Lakers, are, they, they got something good over there. I mean, they look real good right now. I mean... So, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be tough for somebody to beat them in a seven-game series, I think. Right now, what the season's going right now, you know what I mean? Because, obviously, they're winning on the road. And, you know, they, they what, 5,500 at home. So, they're 4-4 four four at home. And I think they're going to like two, three, four games on the road. So, I, I mean, I, I mean they're, they're better on the road. They lost like two games on the road, I think. But they're better on the road than they're at home. That's crazy disaster. Another team when you when you like that in the playoffs. So I just don't see anybody beating them in the seven game series. Yeah, the Lakers are a superpower. They added superpower by adding Montrez Harrell to uh, yeah. the important roster, as well as Dennis Schroeder to Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Kyle Kuzma's uh, core. Um, what did you make of the Lakers offseason? What did you make of their play early in the season? Uh, uh, well, I mean, they they had great pieces. I mean, I mean, I love uh, Montrez. I mean, he's I mean, he just he does it for me. I mean, I, I mean, just that's another guy I can say like reminds me of myself. You know what I mean? But, you know what I mean? But he just I, I love his game, his energy. He brings it every night. He's gonna, I mean, he's gonna score. He's gonna rebound. He's gonna play defense. He's gonna. I mean, he just I, I just love him. And uh, and then I mean. I just, I mean, they, I, I just, I, I, and I like Tyrone Lou because I, I, I like him as a head coach. I think he'll do a great, like he's doing a good job. You know what I mean? I thought he should have been, yeah, I mean, he should have always been a head coach, you know. But, I mean, he's. I, I love him too. So, 
But I mean, I'm just saying, man. I mean, I just think, I mean, you know, the Clippers, they I think they're, you know, the second best team in the West. You had me cracking up uh, last month. Um, you tweeted on January 14th, 2021 at 1.13 p.m. If I'm the beard, I'm taking a page out in the Houston Observer thinking that life is it yeah. down for the past eight years for those returning to the party. James Harden is now a member of the Brooklyn yeah. Nets. was traded. Uh, what? Your creativity with that tweet was funny. What What sparked that? Scoop B Radio. Well, I, I mean, because shit is real. I mean, I mean, it's not a lie. I mean, shit. I mean, so, I mean, I love James Harden now. I love him, his family, and everybody. I want to. You know what I mean? I ain't no dog, my guy. I love him. You know, that's my man. But, you know, yeah, I just, I said that. Just get, being funny. You know what I mean? It wasn't nothing. I mean, shit, that's my guy. You know what I mean? But, yes, I, I, I mean, he, he should. Your, um, your former Houston Rockets teammate, Mario Ellie, grew up with Dredrick Irving, Kyrie Irving's dad in the South Bronx, along with Rod Strickland. Um, Harden was traded to the Nets. What do you like about Brooklyn with Harden? Uh, well, you know, somebody got to be, somebody got to take the back seat to somebody. And Harden seems like he's taking the back seat to everybody. He's, like, he's been more facilitator mm-hmm. than more of a scorer, you know, now. And, I mean, somebody had to do that. I mean, for that. I mean, but they still got to put some damn defense though, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. I got that. I played the damn defense. Can't be goddamn a scoring 140 points and losing and shit. I mean, good God, goddamn crazy. <laughs> you got to play some goddamn defense. So, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I just, I mean, I, I love the team. I love what they put together over there. That's my guy, Steve Nash. You know, I mean, love him and everything. So, good luck, man. I, I, I just, you know, I, I just think. Like somebody had to take the back seat and Harden's a bigger man, he took the back seat and then let Kyrie and Katie just do their thing. And you know, that's it. Do you like a Lakers Nets matchup in the finals or do you think Philadelphia poses a bigger threat to Brooklyn in the Eastern Conference? I think Philly um uh poses a good threat to uh Brooklyn, but I don't think they can beat Brooklyn. It's, it's going to be tough for somebody to beat Brooklyn in a seven-game series, too, now. I mean, they, I mean, shit. You got to see this shit all every every night. They ain't going nowhere. This shit ain't going nowhere. These motherfuckers really trying to cut your fucking head off. You hear what I'm saying? These motherfuckers are really, really coming at you. Every time they get the ball, you got a mother, you got KD, Kyrie, and Jank, man, these motherfuckers are really trying to hurt somebody. They're really trying to, they're really trying to kill. Them motherfuckers are all three supposed to be in prison. Them motherfuckers kill us, man. They still just kill us. Them motherfuckers, all three of them motherfuckers. Them motherfuckers supposed to be locked up, man. <laughs> Sorry, them motherfuckers serious killers, man. Them niggas kill us. Scoopy Radio on the line with Vernon Maxwell talking all things NBA basketball as well. And a rebound picked up by Otis and back out to Vernon. Vernon puts up a three. Yes! Vernon Maxwell hits a three-pointer to tie the game in 88. You 
you are building a social media presence, you are already that dude. Uh, but I think if, if you would allow me, I think you were uh, Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes before Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson were an entity post-career. I think you'll tell it like it is. I think um, in a way that maybe Charles Barkley couldn't be. You are that 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 alternative in that regard. Do you accept that? Yeah, I really do. Yeah, I appreciate man, I appreciate that. I accept that very well. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that, man. And that's exactly that. That's that's you right here, right here. Tell me something, Gary Payton had the ability to frustrate Michael Jordan to talk sugar honey ice tea. So did Reggie Miller. But you may not have been the all star, respectfully, that Reggie and and, and Gary were. But you got under Michael's skin. Why? Well, B Radio. You know, we all love Mike. Mike was the best player I ever played against, you know, and shit. And, you know, I just, you know, when I play against somebody, I can't respect them. You know, I, I mean, everybody respected Mike. You know I mean? I ain't fuck you, Mike. I ain't respect him before I play. You know I mean? I got to, I, I love Michael Jordan. You know, that's my guy. I ain't got no problem with him. Goddamn, when I'm playing against you now, I don't goddamn, we both put on our shorts the same way before we came in this game. You had to put your one leg in one, I put mine and did the same damn thing. So, and goddamn it, so we both human beings. So, shit, everybody can get got. Shit, all you gotta do is not be nervous and scared and shit. And I just did something all these other motherfuckers wasn't trying to do. I used to try his ass all the time. That's all. Was Michael scared of you? No, Mike ain't never seen No, Mike said, boy, I ain't match him. Beat your ass, man. All right, Matt. That's what he would tell you. I just said, all right, laugh at that shit. Right, and there's a steal, Maxwell. Maxwell on the drive. Nice pass, Kenny Smith for two. And Vernon Maxwell. Your Rockets teammate, Kenny Smith, appeared with the Scoopy Radio podcast a few years ago. And I asked him. That's my guy. Of course. Queens' own, TNT's own. I asked him, this was in 2017. I asked him, now hear what I say before I ask it. I said to him, had Michael not retired, would the Bulls have won uh, those two championships? You did the two that you, your Rocket team won in 94-95. He said, oh, we would have beat them. And actually, everyone forgets, he was playing the second year. He was one yeah. of the He got lost to Orlando. Exactly. Then he said, if, uh, even if a good, healthy Michael takes them to seven and maybe win, we would have beat the Bulls without a question. They didn't match up well with us and during those years that they were actually winning championships, which was right. the playoffs. He right. then went on to say, we were 8-2 against them during those years. Right. We matched up well with them. We wouldn't have beat them. Scared, I tell you that much. Now, I asked your teammate Robert Orry the same question. Scoop he said B we would have beat them. I asked Clyde Drexler. He said that the Rockets would have beat him. You, I think, are the unofficial spokesman uh, for the for the Rockets in a way Hakeem cannot be. Million-dollar question. Would it have been a seven-game seven game series with the Bulls in 94-95? And would you, have, you as the Rockets beat Michael and the Bulls? Well, we would have beat him, and I... It could have went seven. I don't think it would have, though. I think it probably would have went six. Um, but, I mean, we, we, we definitely would have beat him. I already know that, man. I, ain't, I mean, that's, 
I mean, we, I mean, we used to beat them all the time, man. Snoop we used to beat them at their place. And we used to beat them in the old Chicago Stadium. We used to beat them in our place. And, I mean, and we, I mean, shit, I mean, ain't nobody used to do that. We used to sweep them. We used to, like, like Kenny said, we was eight and two against them, man. Mm-hmm. So when they was winning the championship years, we was the ones beating their ass. Maxwell with a steal, saves it to Kenny Smith. Kenny Smith back to Max. Max takes it to the middle, he's fouled, and he goes! Vernon Maxwell with Why is Hakeem so overlooked in that Jordan era? I don't know, because, you know, his thing was Mike. You know, it's about Mike, you know? So, you know, and and that's pretty much it, man. I mean, that was, that was, it was a Mike era during that year. Unfortunately, Gene, you know, got caught up in that, in the long era because unappreciated, unappreciated, you know what I mean? But, um, shit, man, that motherfucker, he's, I ain't no play with nobody like that, man. That motherfucker, night in, night out, boy, he gonna get it to you. I mean, he, I mean, I'm talking about, he had, I used to, sometimes I used to be like, well, damn, where that move come from? God, I know. Said, I ain't never seen that shit. Where'd that come from? I mean, this man was unbelievable, man. I mean, I mean, I ain't never seen a big man do what he do. It just—it was unbelievable, man. The best, the best player I ever played with, right there, Hakeem Olajuwon. When I look at Hakeem, he literally reminds me of a center that was a guard. He played yeah. soccer, and yeah. He, yeah. his crossover was the pump fakes, the pivot, the drop step. Right. More. The only person that I can really think of that mirrors him, and I, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, just from watching him over the years, within the last 15, 20 years, is maybe Kevin Garnett. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah. 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 Dream is to like, this is what Dream is to do. Dream is to be like, when we used to practice and shit uh, with Houston. You know, the big to be down there. He'll go down there and start out with the big doing the big guy move at first. And then eventually he's going to end up down there with the guards down there doing the guard moves and doing that stuff. You know, he was always practicing with the guards when he was practicing with the big. You know what I mean? So we already knew he had to cross over. He had all that stuff because he was down there with us working with the guards. So I know, if, you know, he's down there working with us and he, you know, and, and then I've seen, I, I know a big man can stay with that, what he was doing. You know what I mean? Because he was shifty. Hmm. You know what I mean? He had, he, I mean, he was thin. He could cross you over. Yeah, I mean, he could blow by you. I, I mean, it's just, it's, um, it's like now you see him and now you don't. It was crazy how, how good he was, man. I never ever seen nothing like it in my life. I mean, Not like every night, I was surprised. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the deceptiveness, I think even in that era, I feel like big men back then were former soccer players. I look at Hakeem and I look at Ewing. Their footwork was crazy to me. Yeah, yeah, those two big guys that did, they really had great footwork. You know, like we said, you know, and you said it already before, like I think like five minutes or earlier here, you know, Dream was a soccer player, so, you know what I mean, shit. I mean, he used to have that ball on his foot, um, put it on his knee, I mean, dribbling that ball like he, I mean, he had a hand on that ball on his feet better than he had it in his hands, I mean. You know, I mean, he was, it, it was crazy how he could handle that basketball with his feet, just keeping it up in the air on his feet, on his neck, put it up on his knee, then throw it up to his head, then bring it back down. I was like, well, damn. So that's why, I, I mean, feet work, man. That's soccer thing. That's everything, man. That's why I buy people play kids, let the kids play soccer when they're younger. Vernon, June 
1994. Do you remember that date? The OJ case. Oh, okay. <laughs> there was a choice for NBC. Still say the OJ case. So the OJ case, the 95 million viewers uh, had to choose between watching the NBA Finals and, and the OJ case. They didn't have to choose because they cut our game off. Because you got to understand, we was playing on NBC. Yes. And they cut us off and then put them up for chasing OJ down the highway. <laughs> so Kenny <laughs> told me a story. He told me that there was a timeout being called. Yeah. Tom Jonovich called a timeout. And he said that there were TVs on the scorer's table. And... Rudy Tomjanovich yelled at Kenny and said, Kenny, what are you doing? He said, OJ's on the run. What was that conversation like on the bench? At what point did you guys know that OJ was on the run? What was that conversation on the bench with the Rockets during the NBA Finals? No, man, they had came. They had told us what had happened. Mm -hmm. I actually didn't see it, but Kenny might have thought about it. I don't know. I guess he stayed saw it on TV, so I'm just bringing the ball to the floor, but I didn't see it. Okay. And and Rudy was just saying, you know, that what had happened. So, and that's when we knew. But I was like, well, damn, why don't they don't kill it, man? kill it, man. So they say that's part of the reason why he took so long to turn himself into the Los Angeles Police Department was part he was listening to you guys on the radio. No. I ain't never heard that part. Yeah. That's something new. So yeah. this ride down the, Al, Al was riding down the road, and he was listening to us on the radio. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't know about that. That was not something that was about this. Like, boss boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, it's, Lord. It's good for storytelling. We got to ask OJ. No, nah, it is. That's right. That's right. Okay. Scoop, Scoop, on the radio. line with the one and only Vernon Maxwell talking OJ, talking Rockets, talking today's NBA. You made mention of Hakeem Olajuwon. I, I want to go back to that for a second. Does Joel Embiid, any parts of his game, remind you of Hakeem Olajuwon? Yeah, yeah. He's got great footwork. He, he, he has great footwork. And he's had touch. And I mean, yes, yeah, he does, yeah. I, I mean, he's he's real close. I mean, not not close, but he's real good. I like Joel Embiid. Yeah, I like his footwork. I like I like what he does. I mean, when he really puts his mind and when he want to play that night, he's 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 a he's a beast. But I mean, sometimes he lay down and you know play just that that that's one thing that that's the difference between him and Dream. Dream always led up. Dream always led up. Right. Yeah, he's always out. He's you know, always out. He's the scorer. Always our guy. You know, might have one night where a guy go get get off and get his stuff going and stuff, and you know, it might be that night. But normally, it's it's, it's dream. So that's the only thing, the difference I see with uh, Embiid. But he has great footwork, and he's close to. I mean, he can be like Dream, but he's just gonna bring it every night like Dream does. Dreams, but that thing is right. Is Joel an MVP candidate this season? Yeah. Uh huh. Yes, he is.
Vernon comes out and gets it. Shot clock is down to one. Vernon puts it up, and the Houston Rockets win it. The Houston Rockets win it. What I found interesting in doing research on you is that you have the distinction of being one of just nine players in the NBA history to amass 30 points in a single quarter, accomplishing that feat en route to a 51-point outing on January 26, 1991, against the Cleveland Cavaliers. What was in your Wheaties that night? Uh, no, I don't know. I think that's one night I went finally went home and got some rest. <laughs> the night before the game. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let me stop. Nah. <laughs> nah, but, uh, nah, man. That was just a blessed night for me, man. I was just blessed. And I got going, and, man, it was a close game, too. I mean, and, you know, uh, Rudis, you know, called me for my number and, and called my number, and I got going, and, and I just started making shots, and, we just kept going my way and said, the shooter's going to keep shooting. And that's what I did. And I just got there. I was a blessed night for me, man. I mean, I mean, really, I mean, it was like an out-of-body experience and everything. And I, I, when I was doing it, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. After. I mean, for real, man. It was crazy. I mean, it was crazy until after the game until I saw it, actually saw it. Especially that fourth quarter when I had 30, you know, points. And so I, that was weird. I mean, it was crazy. Was Mark Price guarding you? Uh, Elo, Price, uh, shit. I got twist out with Darty. I got twist out with driving down there, just right now. It's all, everybody got a piece of it. But they did or they didn't because you dropped 51. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I had a great fourth quarter. I was, I mean, I was, I was, that was a blessed night. Scoop B Radio. Yeah, it was a blessed night. Yeah, I mean. Gentlemen, first, you were still talking. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. You got it. No, what I was going to say is, I mean, when you talk about 51, I feel like, again, when you being the 80s and 90s legend, NBA legend that you are, I feel like y'all don't, don't get the same shine that today's NBA player gets because this, there's no social media. Right, back in the day, there was no social media. Nowadays, these young kids, you need mediocre boy, you be a, you got them be a superstar. I got them. I don't know what the hell going on. But, I, I, it is, <laughs> but it, it is. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I'm happy for these young kids. I mean, I mean, I'm happy for them. I mean, but only thing I just want to say, you know, these young kids. Only thing I be like, I, I be having problem with, you know, if you know you can't shoot a jump shot, and then you come back the next year and can't shoot the fuck. I mean, you've got to work on that shit. I mean, you've got to have somebody. These kids need to, I mean, I mean, you've got to have somebody that, that can help you with that. I mean, because you make too much money not to have somebody show you how to shoot a jump shot. I mean, because, I mean, come on, man. Good God, man. This is, it, it, it's crazy. I'm, I'm looking at it right now on TV right now. And I'm, I'm looking at a bunch of books going to out here. I mean, if I cut TV, it's that basket beat up. I take so, that and I, I take that question about modern era versus your era and raise you this. The brawl in the palace about 10 years ago with Ron Artest and Ben Wallace and all those guys. 
if that was if your incident that happened in '95 when you ran into the stick stands and you got suspended for ten games and you were fined twenty thousand, do you think that in that era you would have been fined and, and suspended the same amount? No, I'm not. Uh, that was the wrong number. I'm saying that was three hundred thousand. Damn, you got fined three hundred thousand. Yeah, I was by every ten games. I was making three hundred. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because cause yeah. I looked at the Wikipedia and it said the NBA suspended yeah, they, games for ten games. Yeah, and they, that's that's a lie. Okay, that's a lie. Okay, that's, I, I I lost three hundred thousand. Yeah, I lost three hundred thousand, my brother. So, not to count anybody's pockets, but if that incident that happened with you in '95 had happened during the Ball of the Palace era. Do you think that the same punishment would have been handled? Do you think the punishment would have been handled the same way? No, of course, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it would have, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, they, I mean, they made, they're pretty, they're pretty fair. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't have a problem with them. They're pretty much fair. You know what I mean? I mean, what I did, I shouldn't have did it. You know what I mean? I should have handled it another way. You know what I mean? And I mean, that was, I mean, that was all on me, so. I mean, I, you know, I, I regret it. And I, you know, I mean, that I did it, but at the time I was upset, and I probably maybe shouldn't have been playing ball at the time because my stillborn daughter had passed away, and this man was talking crazy about my stillborn daughter. So, not knowing, I don't know, I, he had to know what he's talking about because I don't know. But then I don't know, and now I was telling the security guy he didn't want to handle it. So, I mean, I should have handled it different, man. I was. the topics. In the NBA, in today's NBA, you have tons of guys um, that are, you know, you got the Giannis's, you got the K- KD's. Um, people trying to figure out who's going to be the next throne. LeBron is the OG of the league at this point. Um, when I look at the NBA, Michael is considered the legend. Kobe is a close second. Um, I look at your era of basketball, and I feel like Clyde Drexler, if LeBron, excuse me, if Michael was the top two guards in the league. Clyde Drexler was a close second, but didn't get his recognition because it was Michael's lead. You as a as a elite defender, did you guard Clyde and Michael similarly or different? Nah, it was just, uh, it was like night and day. I had to guard, I guarded Michael totally different than I guarded Clyde. You know, Clyde, I lost my step. But, you know, Clyde was, you know, pretty much predominantly white-handed guy, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'd jump on that side on Clyde, but, you know, Mike can go right, left, and, you know, Mike can pull up, and Clyde can do all that stuff, too. Clyde was, he was just like a bull. He was strong, like a bull. You know, and it was just like, he always, it's always downhill with him, you know. And you can't really kind of, you can't let him get to going downhill. Once he gets going downhill, Clyde gets to the can't stop. You know what I mean? It's going to be tough because you got them big old shoulders and hit you with them shoulders and knock you all around. So it's tough and he's athletic, but I mean, I mean, Mike was just, he had everything. I mean, it was, uh, it was it, I, I guarded him totally different, man. I mean, because Mike did everything and Clyde was, I mean, right there similar. It was like 1A and 1B. So, you know what I mean? But I just, I, it's totally different. Guard both of those guys. Right, you know, guard those guys. I'm 
fascinated by defensive players uh, or guys who guard the top perimeter guy or the top swing man on the opposing team. I read about Jason Terry, uh, who he would, if I'm not mistaken, would wear shorts of the opposing team uh, to kind of get a feel of how they shorts felt. You know, so he would get all 30 or all the 29 other teams in the league at that point. Uh, I'm fascinated about your process preparing uh, for um, you know the opposing team's top player. How soon in advance were you preparing watching video of, I guess, a certain matchup? Or, like, what, what did you kind of do that was out of the ordinary? Never, ever look ahead. You know, hours, I mean, I concentrate on the game at hand that I'm getting ready to play. You know, I don't give a damn. It's Michael Jordan, Clyde Drexler, I hope that I'm with it. I mean, I mean, I'm, I, I know I got them in a week. Like, in the same week I got another team, I got to concentrate on the, that team that I got coming up. You know, and then, you know what I mean? But you're going to glance and look and see, like, damn, okay, Chicago coming in this motherfucker. <laughs> you better be ready. You know, you're going to see that in the back of your mind. It's right there in the back of your mind, you know. So, you know, I mean, you think about it. You know yeah, you know they're coming, you know. And, and then you hear the people around the city and, you know, uh, telling you, oh, yeah, damn, I got to get my ticket. So that Chicago game comes. I got Chicago next Saturday. You know, so you hear all that shit, too. So, and then you you know, you got Mike coming in there. So, I mean, that's 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 it. Brian, why is Josh Stockton the dirtiest MF in the league? Yeah, that motherfucker, he's dead as hell. That man, that man used to do all kind of shit. They used to let him get away with so much shit in referees, man. I mean, he'd trip you, he'd knee you. He'd, I mean, I mean, I, I like the way that I like the way the motherfucker played, man. Cause I mean, shit. I mean, shit. I mean, the motherfucker winner. You know what I mean? And they, and they let me get away with that shit. You think I won't keep? I, I would do that shit too. I mean, so he was just dirty, man. I mean, I love John Stockton, though. I mean, he was just a dirty motherfucker when he played. I mean, I mean, it's cool, though. Tell me something. Who is today's two-part question? Who is today's Clyde Drexler, and who is today's John Stockton? John Drexler. Hmm. Oh. Well, I gotta, I gotta be. Uh, Zion, he go left hard all the time, like Clyde. You know, you know he's gonna go left. So, who put that Clyde Drexler? You said the other person was who? Today's modern day John Stockton. John Stockton, no. Said the old boy that whole damn boy was over there, Duke. Now he in the league. Uh, Grayson, 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 whatever. Grayson Allen. Yeah, he. Yeah. That's real. For those who are listening to Scoopy Radio, make sure that you guys follow Vernon Maxwell on Instagram as well as Twitter. Vernon, Vernmon Maxwell 11 on Instagram uh, is the handle. And I'm looking at you riding bikes. Yeah. It's so it's so crazy to see you. It's, you kind of got like the Jadakiss thing going on. Remember Jadakiss when he was bald and now he's got the dark fade. Uh-huh. And I look at you and you got the hair. Did yeah, you perfectly shave your head. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I perfectly shaved my head when I was yeah back in the league. Yeah, I I I, I can grow hair. I, I just didn't like. I just like. I thought I looked crazy without hair, so that's why. Like, <laughs> like, 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 like
got to do the advantage. Yeah, I thought I'd get to sometimes, you know, because I go crazy. I said, motherfucker, sometimes, you know, I'll lose. So, I mean, yeah. You're coaching now. Yeah, I be coaching. Like, um, I help. I don't coach, but I help um, my son's uh, high school team. I coach um, the high school uh, team. Uh, yeah, I did. This uh, like this A's like it's like a AU team this summer. Yeah, I did that. I enjoyed it too. I had fun doing that. Man, I like your story because I think a lot of young guys are just uh, the guys that. I mean, I'm older, but you're older than me. But the younger guys who pay attention to handles and some of that other stuff, they're paying attention to you, your story, and more. And I kind of feel like. And you guys didn't have social media, but you have stories right. uh, that I think the younger people can relate to. Because once you play in the NBA set, um, when you talk to younger guys, guys who aspire to be in the league, guys who you know look up to the LeBrons, look up to the Kawhis and more, what advice do you give them um, on their NBA journey if that's what they want to pursue? Well, just trust and believe and, you know, and don't give up on your dream and if that's what you want to do, you know, pursue that. And, uh, I mean, but you got to put that work in. It's not an easy journey, you know what I mean? And everybody thinks it's easy, man. And then once you start putting that work in and then you, you're like, God damn, man, this shit ain't easy as I thought it is. Now I want to take the day off. Now you can't take the day off, motherfucker. You got to go another day. You know, you got to, it's that, it's that work ethic. Make sure you got that work ethic and make sure you're working on your craft and make sure you're getting better every day at what you do on that basketball court. Every day you walk with that court and you, 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 you supposed to say, damn, okay, I got, I got, I got something out of that today. I mean, and, and then I, I can go and lay down and do whatever the hell I want to do the rest of the day and I can be comfortable with that. That's all. Just be a, just be who you are. Be a dog. You know, don't never be scared of no man out there on the basketball court. Fuck a man on the basketball court because we all human beings. And I mean, fuck it. I mean, if a man, I mean, if he was better than, better than me that day, that's just what the hell it is. But, you know, compete, compete. Just always compete. And that's what I say. All right. Man, I appreciate your time. I'm sitting here looking at your Instagram. You done gone from the short, looking in reverse, the short fade to the to the to the to the high mini fro with the fade. I think you're aging in reverse, Max. Everybody say that, man. But <laughs> I know I can't. I don't know, man. I can't gain no weight, and I I can grow hair, and I do it now. I, I grow it out every now and then. You know, especially in the wintertime, I guess it's cold, so I just I just play with the shit, man. I'm gonna cut the shit off here next month, uh next probably next two weeks or so. I'll be back down though, bald head or something. That's real. That's real, brother. I thank you for your time. As I told you before we got on the air, um, my fondest memory of you is when you played for the Hornets and pre game, you gave me your sneakers, you signed them, they were white and gray Converse sneakers. Yep. And uh, you signed them for me after the game, and I never forgot that. I know it's one you talk about, man. I appreciate you, Hey, man, it's my pleasure. 
And man, thanks for having me on the show, man. I enjoyed it, man. I had a good time. No pleasure. Thank you so much. You off the hot seat. All right, man. Thanks, man. Love. I love you. And this is Scoopy Radio saying, you bring the coffee and I'll bring the Dunkin'. Come on! My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 